Cinema. Welcome back to War of Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, a local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And I gave you Nocturnal Animals. Yes, you did, man. Um... I hate this fucking movie. Did bro. you hate it? I hate it, dude. And like, I know that you're thinking, like, oh my god, how could you say that? Let me tell you something. Great cast, fucking all star cast, really. Yeah, Amy Adams, great Kate acting, uh, well acted, very well acted movie. Uh, shot great, a uh, lot of good symbolism in there. Um, the director Tom Ford, he's pretty. Is it Tom Ford for like the designer? Yeah, yeah. Okay, he yeah. left designing yeah, to that, do movies. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, fuck this movie, dude. Really? Fuck the movie? I hate it. I hate the message of it. Like, I don't know, bro. Like, it, the story was just so fucking sad. I don't know, dude. Like, it, like I said, it was so well acted, and I just got an even more appreciation and love for Michael Shannon. He was the best part of this movie, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I'll get into why I dislike it so much, but like, I will say that it's not anything to do with how it looks, how it's done. It is a good movie as far as that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a technically good movie. It is a, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure people love this fucking movie. Oh, I, I love but it. But what it brought out of me, I fucking hate it. And like, I don't want to watch it again. Like, cause that's how bad I got mad I got. Okay. I wanted to start off with, cause I wanted, there's things I want to talk about. And I don't want to skip over this. And I'm glad I wrote it down cause I would have forgotten. Opening credits. Yes. I had to pause. A couple times because of the laughing. I couldn't stop laughing, bro. That's not fair. That's not nice. It was hilarious, bro. Why was it hilarious? Dude, it's a bunch of BBWs, slow motion, shaking it full fucking butt booty ass naked, dude. It was hilarious. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to talk about symbolism and I'm going to kind of like go through my mind on how I break down films because I know you don't really watch films. You just see some women dancing on stage, but it's it's all about symbolism. Yeah. It's like how like we as people are like, oh, that's disgusting. And like, not all those are beautiful women. And like, look at the confidence they, you know, they showed by doing that. And Mm -hmm. like, I hope they paid them well. (laughs) Because that is embarrassing as shit, man. Like, For anybody, not yeah. even just a BBW. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, kudos to those women for having that kind of bravery to do that because most people would not at all. No, 100%. And you know they didn't make a shit ton of money. Yeah. Like, they probably were just so happy. I'm going to be in a movie with fucking Amy Adams and Army Hammer. Yeah, I'll get fucking naked and shake my shit for you. I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah. They probably did it for the, sh- for the fucking credit. I like... The symbolism of what it represents tied into this movie. Mm. I don't like the way it's executed. I don't think they work together too much. It's kind of funny that a fashion designer was the one that that went with this because like modeling is like, you know, some of the shittiest what people in the world, Mm -hmm. you know, what they they're what beauty, the bar standard for beauty and all that. Like, well, it's a it's a message to that, that that lifestyle. Is that why he left? The, the crazy, terrible world of fashion. Probably. Make movies. Probably. Yeah. But this is his commentary on that part of the world. Like, everyone is beautiful in their own way. Yeah. And that's smart. Yeah. yeah. It's a good look to go with. Yeah. That wasn't lost on me, bro. I'm getting better at this shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Proud of you. Yeah. I'm getting better. I'm leveling up, dude. Right. And then, uh, and then it cuts to Amy Adams. Who's sitting on, like, a table or on one of these. Like, that was pretty cool. Those little stages were, like, illuminated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, damn, I need one of those in my house. Like, can you imagine just laying shit on that? It would look so cool to do right. videos or stuff like with like, you know, felt like it was like a blade movie, you know, <laughs> where he's like got all the weapons and shit. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Just yeah. have all your coffee tables like lit up like that. Dude, that would be lit as shit. Like <laughs> literally and awesomely. Right. Um, so Amy Adams is obviously a uh, director of a, like a art gala. And uh, she's like a big successful one by the way it looks. And she um, finishes up and she goes home. And uh, she's got like maids and assistants. It looks like they got the house from fucking uh Batman vs. Superman, Bruce Wayne's crib. It's like just on the water. It looks like an armored fortress, but like still chic and so fucking. I don't even know what that house is going for in real life, but it was. It had to be at least three, four, five million. Oh yeah, like, it's Easily. a fucking gorgeous home. Right. Like, I I do love the gate. She's blinded uh, by her own gate. Yes. <laughs> because of the headlights. Yes. I thought that was funny. Like they're so worried about how something looks, they don't think about the practicality of it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a nice little touch. This movie is like visual porn. Yeah. Like every bit of it is. Uh, the last time I felt like that when I watched the movie is when I saw The Revenant with fucking DiCaprio. You know, I still have not seen that. Dude, I, it's a hard watch. It's it, so much great acting and stuff, but like, you know why he got the Oscar? Because just what he had to go through to make it. Mm-hmm. But I heard that one's like nature porn kind of thing. It is nature porn yeah. in the craziest ways. Like so many screensavers could be made out of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel like they kind of wasted Tom Hardy a little bit. That's what I heard. That's why I wasn't really like in a rush to go see it. I don't know. It was just like, I, I get it. Like you had to put so much emphasis on DiCaprio's character because it's on about him. That's his struggle in that movie. Yeah. But Tom Hardy has a direct impact of that because of that. So like, I don't know. I just felt like his character wasn't as developed as it should have been. Mm, I need to watch it one day, but uh, yeah, it's worth a watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? You might love it. I might. I'm sure I will. Type of shit you do. You like you love this. <laughs> Just like I love this. And so Amy Adams gets a package. She, yeah, she it's a book and it's a letter from her ex husband. Well, before she opens it, what happens? Paper cut. Yeah. Mm. Uh, symbolism. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna keep pointing them out because there's a bunch of them in it's here. It's all the fuck half of the movie is fucking symbolism. Symbolism, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, she has her fucking butler read her a personal, yeah, yeah, read a fucking personal letter. So her ex-husband sends her a book. Well, you don't know he's her ex-husband until like a little bit later on. Oh right. Anyway, so Armie Hammer. Oh comes. yeah, he, he says when we were together, you know, you didn't believe in me that I could write. And, oh, but you know, I wanted you to have this. I wanted you to have the first copy of my book to yeah. let me know the scene. Yeah. Um, Armie Hammer comes in and. What movie was it that you kept talking about Army Hammer? You were like in love with Army Hammer. I can't remember, but you fucking were fucking so sorry ex- to bother you. Right. He's played like a fucking like dude. Like, you know, they said if they'd have made Justice League mortal, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on it. He was gonna play Batman. I <laughs> <laughs> would have been awesome, bro. Right. I like Army Hammer, dude. <laughs> like when he played the Lone Ranger, I was like, I could see it. I could see him playing the bat, dude. And he's just got the fucking dopest voice, bro. He played the Wonder Voss twins in the social network, man. I wasn't going to bring this up, but I have to just because I want to. Like, I overheard. I don't know how true this is. This is all hearsay. So take that for what it is. But Army Hammer has some, like, controversy on him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I did hear about that. He likes beating the shit out of women, right? No, he. Like, why they have sex and stuff? He has cannibalized fantasies. Cannibalism fantasies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. That's yeah, crazy. Fucking but, weird shit. Yeah, because yeah, it's opposite. I have like the opposite fan- fantasy. I fantasize about being eaten. What? <laughs> <laughs> that took a turn. 
That's a good joke. That's a good joke. Uh, there's actually a song by Blood. Um, Does Gore have like songs like that? The, probably, but there's one specific band like it, it sings about. I can't wait to be eaten. I want to throw my. F- I want to run headfirst into a, a horde of zombies so I can be eaten. Like that's nice. the song. <laughs> anyway, People so yeah, make music about anything. Oh, really? Hundred percent. Uh, so yeah, Army Hammer is pretty. He's a dick to yeah, her. You could tell immediately. I was like, yeah, he's fucking somebody else. <laughs> like, he just had that look. Like, I'm so exhausted. She's like, I know you are, because you're just trying to run all this company and like get all this pussy. Mm-hmm. I gotta go back to New York tonight. She's like, why? You just came back from there. Pussy never sleeps, hon. <laughs> That's like how he talked in the movie, and. uh He's got a great voice too, though. He does have a good voice, yeah. I hope he's not too weird. Like, I hope you know whatever. I mean, works out. I'm not trying to kink shame or anything. If that's what you're into and that's what you fantasize, as long as you don't hurt anybody, then fucking. Yeah, supposedly, he's like biting the shit out of women. Like, I mean, you know, you're into what you're into. I mean, he just has to warn them beforehand. Yeah, like, I'm gonna bite the fuck out of you. He's like, bitch, you signed the waiver. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it gets weird in here. Yeah. Um. Uh, somebody's so, watched Ravenous way too many times. So uh, they um. He leaves and mm-hmm. she starts uh, reading the book. And this is where we go into the book and we start to see the story through her eyes almost. It's her vision of what the book is about. And I'm going to tell you something, man. I consider myself a pretty big fan of Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. And I know you're a huge Jake Gyllenhaal guy. He's my favorite actor. He's your favorite actor. You like his movies that are like more like this. Yes. And I like his movies that are more... Uh, like uh, Southpaw and uh, he was great in um, the Zodiac day after tomorrow. Um, yeah, he's a big, he can be a everything, but like Prince of Persia, I, an I'm, enemy. I'm not interested. No, fuck you. Enemy is great. <laughs> but Prince, Prince of Persia, I just like, I'm not going to bother. Um, You know what? The, his probably most artsy movie that I really enjoy is fucking Nightcrawler. Because mm-hmm. he plays just the creepiest of sons of bitches in yes. the movie, dude. Yeah. Um. Oh shit, dude! Jarhead's fucking amazing. Like, he, I, there's a lot of his movies. That he's I really, an amazing actor, dude. Fucking October Sky is like one of my favorite movies of all time. I saw that movie in theaters when I was a kid. It made me want to be an astronaut for like a summer. Like, I real deal. And then I realized that I was not near smart enough to do that shit. Because <laughs> you can't just shoot rockets into the air. And shit. Yeah. All right. Anyways, look what I can do. <laughs> Well, that's what it's about. It's the guy that helped build like the space shuttles and shit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he started off in backwood buttfuck uh, Kentucky and became that dude. But Jake Gyllenhaal played him. Right. Anyways, great fucking movie. If you haven't seen it, you should definitely watch it. He's yeah. young in that one. Yeah. Like Donnie Darko. So what are you getting at? Um, I hate these movies that he does. Uh, I love these. These are my favorite. Dude, like it shows but I'm just saying, even the one even though I didn't enjoy it, it was still because like he's such a good actor that I got mad at him. I got mad at him for being so fucking weak. Yeah. You know, and I know it's a story, but that kind of shit happens all the time. Oh, hundred percent. And as a as a as a husband and father, like you know, after you get killed trying to stop them. From taking your fucking family. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I, I know I'm getting ahead of myself. but No, like, no, no. After uh, this is my second time watching this movie and rewatching it, thinking about it. I'm like, I, sh- I keep giving Nick these movies where uh, kids I'm just and like, wives. Damn it, Greg. Why are you doing this to me, bro? Like, <laughs> There's always a daughter involved and yeah, she's like, getting fucked up. Fuck, like. <laughs> dude. Like, I don't let my daughter go outside anymore. Like, <laughs> So 
in the story, Jake Gyllenhaal and his family, his wife and his daughter, get into a car and they're going to camping. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. And, and the daughter's in the back seat on her phone, like all kids are, and uh, she's probably about seventeen or eighteen, I would imagine. She's a little bit older, and uh, Sasha Bear Cohen's wife plays his wife in the story. She's Amy Adams in the story. Yeah, yeah, Asa Fisher. I, I love her. Yeah, she's, she's great. A great actress. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a redhead, so it kind of like ties yeah, them yeah, together. Yeah. And the, of course, the daughter's a redhead, and um, I will. Her mother's a redhead, so she probably yeah. would be too. <laughs> and he's got a great beard going in this one. I will say that he's got a great. He's got a great. Drake Gyllenhaal is really good at he's growing got a good, a good beard. beard. He's got a good beard in anything he does. <laughs> Glad that was the takeaway. Good beard. Well, I like his hair too, but I don't have hair, so I don't like talking about it. Yeah. He does way. have great. Hair. It's a sore subject. It is. That's why I wear a hat, so I don't like flaunt it in your face. Yeah, because your hair is way too fucking gorgeous. It like, is. I don't like that shit either. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just sitting over it's there. It's too gorgeous. Me. Yeah, when I had long hair, I got mistaken for a female. That's how gorgeous my hair is. My homeboy Jamie was like that. He was walking with his hair down with his sister in the mall. Yeah. And he said, hey, ladies, would you like to try some perfume? And he's like, that day I went and got my shit cut. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me. I was walking into work one day, and somebody was in the parking lot with their buddy. Like, who's the chick? Oh, that's a dude. <laughs> well, I mean, I would have grown the beard after, because I feel like if you have long hair and a beard, they can't mistake you. Yeah, I kind of, uh, yeah. well, this was from behind. I guess right. I have a, a female-shaped body. I don't see that. <sighs> no. I don't. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> we're not, this is the we don't want to talk this about is, my body? No, this is the body-shaming episode, right? <laughs> Jesus. we already You already got into me about the, the, the hilarity of the opening scene. <laughs> Which I thought you gave it to me for that reason. I was like, oh man, he knew I'd get a kick out of that if anything else. I forgot about it, honestly. I rewatched it and I was like, holy shit, it's I completely. It's like the first thing you see. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally opening credits and I've completely forgot about it. And then, like, you see all the names because I had no idea. I knew Jake and uh, Amy were in it, but I had no idea this fucking cast was that big. Like. Right. And we're getting to someone that is pretty important. So Dude, they're I going... got a whole new appreciation for him in this movie. too. Okay. Man. So you did recognize him because I did not fucking kick ass. Of course I know yes. who that is, bro. <laughs> a- uh, Aylor, uh, Aaron Taylor T- Johnson. Aylor yes. Taylor Johnson. Yeah. Yep. ATJ. Yeah. yeah he, I knew found respect for this guy. Possibly the worst Quicksilver in movie history. Yeah. Yeah. I think the guy from the X-Men universe is way better. Uh, Quicksilver. Than... Why is it always going to comic books with you? Cause that's what I watch, bro. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there, let's talk about this fucking movie. Okay. So they're driving in the car. There's two cars side by side and they're both going the same speed instantly in my mind. I'm like, why are you letting this bother you so much, bro? Where you're literally on vacation. Why are you in that big hurry? Yeah. Just follow them. Let these assholes fucking take both. Put lanes. it on cruise control, bro. Just, you know, the wife. new, new cruise control, like, well, um, it's an old Mercedes. It doesn't have cruise. Control. Ah, yeah. I didn't think about that. The, um, the car is symbolism too. I didn't know if you noticed that. It's like old money or like, she's it's like, high, why do you care so much about this old car? He's like, cause it was my first car or something like it that. It ties into the movie. And when we get to it, I'll, I'll show it to you. It's uh, beautiful. It's like an 86, 85 Mercedes. Oh, it's great. Yeah. They didn't um, have cruise control. That's, those are luxury cars. Have, I don't know. I'm just saying like, obviously he didn't think logically at right. all, which pissed me He off. went straight to the horn. Which I get it. And like, uh, that's like I said, how good of an actor he is that you forget that it's a fucking fictional story. You know what I mean? Like, uh. So I'm just thinking that he's just an irrational fucking dad at this moment. Okay. And he's like honking, like, get the fuck out of the way. Mm-hmm. He laps the first car and then the other car. And then his daughter flicks him off because teenagers do shit, stupid shit. I get yep. it. 
But the daughter's phones, she's like, I can't, I don't have any service. Like, how is that possible? And he's like, it's what I love about West Texas. No phones, no people. Mm-hmm. And um, so she flicks him off. And like, first of all, if this man is a true Texan, he got a gun. Mm-hmm. This wouldn't have been a movie. It wouldn't have been a story. Right. Not in Texas. Them bitches would have got shot. As soon as you ran my family off the road, you're getting killed. Mm-hmm. You know? And that was another thing. These fucking crazy rapists don't have guns either. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They might have, but they didn't need it. Well, no, he because was so that's weak. what uh, Michael Shannon asked him. He goes, these men didn't have guns. He goes, no. Well, they didn't use them. Well, they just pretty much knew he was a pussy. That's what I'm saying. Like, we don't need the gun. We don't need firepower. And There's just, three females in a car. Like One I of said, them has a dick. He's such a good actor, bro, that I literally got mad at him. Like, bro, like yeah. I thought he was a real person for a minute. It is a hard scene to watch. Like it's after- like that shit from Last House on the Left, bro. Mm-hmm. Like not even like when I saw that movie, I was in high school. I, I I knew that you know it was acting. Yeah, but it's still like a very real thing, you know. And it's just terrible. That's good movie making. Yeah, I mean, when you feel like <laughs> you forget it's a movie. Yeah, when you're watching something and you feel like it's real because yeah. it is a real thing like that. Um. So yeah, he gets run off the road, has a flat tire, and they're like, "Hey, you got a flat tire." You want us to help you with that? You ran us off the road. And the daughter's like, you're a fucking asshole. You ran us off the road. So they get out. He gets out the car. And- well, there's one part that uh, symbolism that I wanted to touch on. Not symbolism, but like a, just a little nod. So whenever his hand is on the car and he's tapping on it, do you notice his ring? No, I didn't it's like a it. hot pink ring. It's like for a female. Uh-huh. So it's basically saying like, this is a, this is a Tuesday for him. Yeah. So, I don't know. I was a nice little nod to him doing this before. This isn't his first act of violence. He's like, you try to leave us? He's like, you try to leave the scene of an accident? Mm -hmm. Pretty much knowing that, like, this dude's going to take whatever shit I give him. Yeah. He's kind of filling him out. Right. So, he's like, man, man, we're such guys. We're just fucking with you, man. We're such nice guys. We won't change your tire for you. Just get out of the car. Give us the tire. Can't change the tire without a tire. So, he takes all the shit out of the trunk. Mm Mm-hmm. They get the tire, they change it. They're fucking with him the whole time. Like, and then they make the girls get out because it's hard to change a tire with the weight of the car. Well, it's important. It's important to say like what he's do- what the the criminal is doing is he's like playing nice guy. Yeah, we'll change your tire, and then he fucks with them. Like mm. you know, he's going back and forth, and what it's doing is it's like he's building the non trust. You can't trust this guy because you don't know what he's gonna do, and it plays a little bit later. That's why I brought that up. And I think he was literally he was. Seeing what he could get away with to see if this was victim or not. Yeah. Because when you fuck with the family, you're assuming the father, at worst case, is going to fucking die trying to stop that whatever's going to happen. Not this guy. No. And they, he feels that immediately out of him. Like he can smell the bitch on him. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, it just angered the shit out of me. So cut the chase. They take his wife and daughter. Yep. And leave him. It's such a gruesome, like, just like heart wrenching scene. To watch these people just drive off with your wife and daughter, and there's literally nothing you can do. Well, they overpowered him too. Like, yeah, there's, there's three. Four, of, there's four of them. Three, three, yeah, three of them, and only one of him. Right. So, even if he fought back, he still would have got his ass kicked. I think. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he should have at least tried. You better pack a lunch, motherfucker. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah, I mean that's why I said it angers me on like that level because mm-hmm. like I just I love my family more than anything so. Like, you're going to get the best as long as I have in me. Yeah. All of me. 
Right. So I don't know. But like it plays on his character. That's, it that's how weak he is. And that's, like I said, it touches back to how great of an actor he is because he sold that shit. Yeah. Like he looked just looked like a weak-willed man, you know what I mean? So it cuts back to Amy Adams and uh, she's going through life and she's starting to uh, see shit that's kind of like fucking with her from the story. Mm-hmm. Like uh, for a girl that works for her at the gala is showing her her baby on the... Um, Oh, are we jumping to this already? So yeah. this scene, I really hate because I like symbolism as much as the next person. You literally said revenge. Yeah, it was way too on the nose. I, I was thinking about this. You could take this scene, cut it from the movie, and you wouldn't even know it was gone. True. Like, it, it does nothing except try to be like, look how, like, pseudo clever I am. Revenge, you know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we get it. You didn't have to literally I guess paint I a cut, picture for us. I guess I did cut back to her too quick. Yeah, that's so, all right. All right. Well, anyways, one of the dudes stays with um, Jake Gyllenhaal's character. Yeah. And they follow him and he's like, he's like, we're going to go to your wife and kid, man. We're going to go to your wife and kid. And he tells him to turn off of a, of a road. And he's like, you said stay on the highway. They said stay on the highway. He's like, do what I told you, man. Yeah. He's like, you want to see him, don't you? He's like, yeah. he's like, don't look at the house. Keep driving. And then he goes into a dirt road and tells him and drags him the fuck out of the car. Yeah. Just drags him out like a child, which got on my nerves. <laughs> like I said, this wouldn't have been a movie, bro, because anybody in Texas would have shot these motherfuckers or right. been done with. They would have been raping dead bodies. Well, this is a guy. He's very like anti-gun. Anti-fucking man, apparently. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like... I know not everybody's Rambo in real life. Right. You know what I mean, and I'm not saying that I'm a badass by any means, but I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> so they go and they leave him out there and uh, he starts walking and they come back and he hides and they're like, mister, we're going to take you to your wife. Your wife wants you. Your wife wants you. And uh, he doesn't answer. And that's what I was saying before. Like, he doesn't trust them. He doesn't know what they're going to do. So he's just going to stay hidden because they can't be trusted. They're going to take him and kill him. I'm sure he thinks that. So So the next day he gets up and I mean, like I said, he got his ass beat, but not like terribly ass beat. He's got like a blood. He's limping like he's been out there for weeks. Like I didn't understand that, but (laughs) he gets down the road to a house and the lady lets him use the phone. And that's where we're introduced to Michael uh, Shannon's character. Um, who, like I said, Stole the movie. In my he opinion. did every time he. Was I want to see a movie about this fucking guy. Right before, before the lung. The, yeah, before the cancer. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he's like, I look into things around here, which I love that line, man. Like he's like, it's kind of like him saying, like I'm the one that gives a fuck. Mm-hmm, yeah, you know, the rest of these good old boys, they don't give a shit about anything. I'm the one that makes sure people get justice, right? Like, or I, tr- you know, try my best. And uh, you can tell he feels bad for Jake Gyllenhaal. And he's trying to get to the bottom of it. Well, he also, you know, like you were saying, like, they have guns? Like, yeah. why didn't you do anything? He realizes that he's not a, he, they, they, they saw him coming. Yeah. And uh, he felt bad for him because, like, later on in the movie, like, you tell, he pretty much tells him why he helps him, you know? Um, so they get one of them that gets caught in a robbery. One of them gets killed, which was the other guy that was mm-hmm. with him. And, uh... AJ uh, ATJ or whatever his name is, Aaron Taylor Johnson. He's on the run, mm-hmm. 
And apparently these guys are like local fuck ups. They all know who they are and shit like that. And they question the the one they catch, Lou. And he looks right at Jake Gyllenhaal and he's like, I've never met this dude before in my life. He's like, you're a liar. You're a liar. You're, you're the one that abandoned me in the woods and this and that. And he's just like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, you sure? And Michael Shannon gives him the good. Tapping on the fucking wall. Got the <laughs> hand on the gun. Like, he gives him his best shit right. on the clock. You know? <laughs> Dude, don't break. He's been here before. Send him back to the, to the jail. Then it cuts back to Amy Adams. And then, uh, so I'm not sure when this happens, but there's a part. Oh, it happens afterwards. Never mind. After the discovery. So yeah, I'll get to that when it gets to it. But yeah, it cuts to Amy Adams. It's hard to like piece together this movie, like to follow it. Exactly. It just jumps back and forth between the book and her guilty about what, because you, you know, it ultimately as you get it more into the movie, you realize mm-hmm. that he wrote this book because of what happened in their marriage. Yeah. You know, yeah, the whole because there's one time where uh, if it does a flashback to them when they meet mm-hmm. and, um, you know, they go out to dinner, they start getting together. She meets up with her mom and her mom's like, why are you messing around with this guy? He's like, you're going to get sick of him. You're going to get like, sick. The things you love about him are going to be the things you hate about. Exactly. Him. And he goes, she goes, you hate me so much. He goes, but you don't realize how similar we are. Right. Everybody always turns into their mother mm-hmm. and this pisses Amy Adams off to like no end. Yeah. So the, uh, cause she realizes that she was right. But... <laughs> yeah. Cause it does cut to the point wherever, uh, he's trying to show her the story and she's critiquing him. I just, uh, my mind wandered and that's not a good, right? Yeah. Like she's pretty much trying to get him to give it up yeah. and go get it, go back to school and get a real job. And... Right. But this is the scene wherever, uh, she's on that couch, right? Yeah. couch. Yeah. Symbolism. Yeah. And then it cuts back to Jake Gyllenhaal, who's in a hotel room. Yep. And uh, he gets the call from Michael Shannon. Found your... Uh... Found your car. And then they go out there and they find uh, find his wife and daughter. On a red couch. On a red couch, naked. See, those are the things I'm like, I'm not crazy about, because this is very Lynchian. Mm. With a cat, this perfect, pristine couch in the middle of the desert. With them laying on it. Like, it's just a very, like, surrealism to a certain extent. So, mm-hmm. but it's like sprinkled in. It's like you have the the realism. But those guys were sick fucks, and like, it made sense that they would go through all that trouble. You think so? <laughs> Dude, like, what else could it have? The way they were laying, like, they were holding each other. They were art pieces? Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Whether it was intended or not, it's fucking one of the saddest shits I've seen in a little while. Oh, 100%. And Could you imagine? I, I did my, like, you know, once a movie, I was like, fuck you, Greg. Like, really? <laughs> and uh, his wife, you could tell she'd had her head. Yeah, right. And uh, this is the one thing I was thinking about that I did not like about Michael Shannon's character in this. Mm. When he's explaining to him how his wife and daughter were murdered. He does not have bedside manners. He, not a fucking bit of it, dude. <laughs> Your daughter was not so lucky. She was strangled. <laughs> Don't know why, you know, not, you know, we just know she suffered. Like, God damn, bro. Like, this man's already fucking. You got to like, lay it on thick, huh? Jesus. Yeah, like, even I got a piece in before I called you. Are you playing Zod again? Like, what the fuck? Like, 
That was my only thing I did not like about him in the movie. Yeah, but he's a tough old guy. He makes up for it later. Yeah. Um, but this is, a, and then it cuts back to Amy Adams, and this is yeah. the scene that I've been wanting to talk about is she calls her her daughter, who's laying in the same position. But there's something funny about this scene is it almost feels dream like yeah, dreamlike. Like it didn't happen. Yeah, because it's never touched on again. It wasn't talked to before. Like and her and Army Hammer don't look old enough to have a kid that old, right? Like it's like she was thinking about like what would have happened. Yeah, like because that's what I get the feeling like when she starts when she's reading the book, she starts realizing like how bad she hurt him, mm-hmm. and it starts making her like want to be with him again. Yeah, because you uh, the last time you see Army Hammer, well, second to last time you see Army Hammer in the movie. He's getting on an elevator with another bitch. Yeah. And uh, she finds out, like, kind of subtly that he's. Yeah, because he's like, because the elevator guy is like, uh, floor 11, 11, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And she can hear it over the phone because he knows he's. It was the third floor. Right. But yeah, she's like, why aren't you in our normal room? And he's like, oh, it wasn't available. Mm-hmm. You would believe the scene I caused in the lobby just being straight, like, and he's looking at this other bitch, like, ooh, I'm about to fuck her. <laughs> um,. So, yeah, so, like, she knows she doesn't want to be with Army Hammer and that she made a mistake, obviously. But she tells her assistant, which I thought was really crazy how personal she got with her employees. Her employee (laughs) comes in and she's, like, tells her some dumb shit, like, oh, the meeting at two or whatever has been moved up. And she's, like, huh, what? Oh, you haven't slept again, have you? She's, like, I never sleep. My ex-husband used to call me. I didn't know you had an ex-husband. Yeah, just for a couple of years in grad school. <laughs> he used to say I was a nocturnal animal. He sent me a book called Nocturnal Animals. It's brutal. It's violent. It's deep. It's moving. He named it Nocturnal Animals. You don't think that's after, you think that's weird? He dedicated it to me. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, you talk to your assistant like y'all are fucking best friends. Like, she's your <laughs> therapist. Yeah. Uh, I think people in the business world do talk like that, though. Like anyways, you, like she, like what you talk like you're in a confessional, like to anybody and anything. Don't you? No, not at all. People don't give a shit about my life that much. Um. Oh, and uh, if you notice in the in that office, it's a chick's ass laying in a similar fashion up there on the wall. Is it? Yeah. I saw the ass. I didn't think about it being like laying in that same position. But yeah, you're right. Um. But she says to her sister, she's like, he's like, I want to try to get together with him and talk to him about this book and get some answers. But the way I ended things was so I did him so terribly wrong. He's never going to want to see me again. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, no, I'm sure he'll forgive you or whatever. And she's like, no, it was so bad. He'll never forgive me. And then it goes back to the story and um, they find him sitting taking a shit on the porch <laughs> of a trailer drinking a beer talking on a fucking old school 80s portable phone yeah and i was just like wow he's really acting right now man <laughs> uh, come a long way bro from the mcu let me tell you um yeah he was not a good quicksilver was you're that, really harping on that huh what was that accent bro <laughs> and you know what's weird too though man is this the fantastic Force Dick? No. What's Quicksilver was he in? He was a uh, he was the twins. Remember Wanda, the the Scarlet Witch, and Quicksilver, the fast guy. They were in Age of Ultron. Oh oh oh. 
Right, right. What do you want to do about the twins? Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch. Right. You know they're buried in real life? No, I did not know that. Well, they were. I don't know if they still are. You know how people in Hollywood get divorced. Yeah. But they played brother and sister in that movie. And if you watch... I think it would be more awkward the other way around. And if you go and watch it, they kind of give each other those married people looks every now and then in the movie. <laughs> and it was just like, y'all are brother and sister. It's weird. Yeah. And then in Godzilla, they play husband and wife. So it's just like, I don't know what? Like, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know. So pretty bad Quicksilver, huh? I didn't think he did great. Just yeah. like, he shouldn't have went with an accident. I get they were supposed to be from Slokovia or whatever, but like make them like Americanized. <laughs> like they went to English speaking schools and shit. Like, I don't know. <laughs> what did you do? Wasn't seeing that coming, did you? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. He, he made up for it with kick ass though. Right. Great kick ass. Oh, I love kick ass. I wish they'd make kick ass three, honestly. Yeah, why why not? Why not? Exactly. Bring back fucking Big Lovin. Shark bit a up and everything, dude. Bring him back. Make him half a robot. Who gives a shit? Go all the way with it, dude. Yeah. Uh but anyways, uh so they see him. Michael Shannon takes him out there and he's like, I'm gonna do the talking. He's like, you just kinda hang back. So he gets him and he's like, I'm going to need you to come with me. Question. He's like, man, you got no warrant. Get off my property. Da, 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 da. He pulls the gun on him saying really a fucking asking type of situation. She's like, can you turn around? It's so like wipe my ass. Meaning I can I fucking run. Yeah. And he's like, unfortunately I can't. No, Dude, he's like, I wish I could. <laughs> I think he really was taking a shit, bro. Because when he held up that toilet paper, there was a shit ton of shit. In yeah. That he's, toilet paper. he's taking a shit on his porch. Like an actual shit. Yeah. Like, that's I'm sure acting. that shit has plumbing and everything. No, but like he wasn't acting. Like, oh, really oh, oh, you mean like shit. as they were shooting. Dude, when he holds up the toilet paper, there is an abundance of shit in that toilet paper. He went method. Full on, dude. <laughs> He's like, I got to make this shit look real. Literally. I have to take a shit. We just went to lunch. Uh, like I can make this real acting. What's funny? He was probably supposed to just be standing on his porch or whatever. He's like, man, I got to take a shit. Like, we got to shoot this scene like right now. He's, and so they just grab a toilet and put it on the porch. If it did, man, that's crazy. <laughs> but uh, so they get him in the car and Michael Shannon uh, puts cuffs on him. And he's like, you ain't reading my rights. You ain't reading my rights. And uh, he's like, sure, I did. Didn't I, Tony? And he's like, yep. You know, because he's still... Bitch made. Even after his wife and daughter were brutally fucking murdered, and this guy is fucking two feet from you, bro. You're in the desert. Put his ass in it, dude. That's what I kept waiting for, bro. Whew. Let me calm down. Anyways. So, of course, they interrogate him. Never seen this car before. Mm -hmm. And then when he smacks the roof of it, Jake Gyllenhaal has a little flashback. So when old boy was tapping on his fucking roof, mm -hmm. you know, when they were fucking with him and Jake Gyllenhaal is just like sitting there in fucking tears and anger and like everything because he's just pissed off, you know? So around this time they do the flashback back to Amy Adams and her when she first met Army Hammer mm -hmm. and they have eyes for each other. And then she starts and then she cuts, calls it off with Jake Gyllenhaal, which is really funny because they do it. In in the street or whatever, they're walking, yeah, they're walking or whatever. So she calls it off, says, "You know, I'm not happy." Mm. Did you see the car that was in the background? It's the one they're driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Symbolism. Symbolism. 
She'd be like, uh, you know how it like, uh, you remember, um, don't be a menace, uh-huh. but they'd be like message. <laughs> I feel like somebody should have keyed in every way. should have just popped out and said symbolism. <laughs> Definitely through this movie. He, he tries to cram a lot of symbolism in this movie, which is, it's a beautiful car though. They all, there's a lot of beautiful cars. In this right. Movie. Um, well, that's what I was going to say too, is so her and army hammer get together and she's at the abortion clinic. And she just got an abortion. She just got an abortion. Jake Gyllenhaal's kid. But what car are they sitting in? That Mercedes. That Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Symbolism. Symbolism. Yeah. And then Jake Gyllenhaal is standing like, right there in the fucking okay. rain. I can make it okay yeah. by giving you my dick. <laughs> even though you just had an abortion. Yeah. Like, that's how you know you're a piece of shit, bro. When you're picking up a bitch from the abortion clinic. And, and you're hitting on your, her. And it wasn't your kid that she aborted, dog. Yeah. Like... I'm just trying to be next. You know? you know what? You're right. That is pretty shitty. That like, is the you... shittiest of shitty things, yeah. bro. That's like waiting until your fucking friends in jail or dead to go fuck his wife. Like, yeah. That's that's terrible, bro. Right. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. That is a real creep move. Dude, and like Army Hammer plays that role <laughs> way too fucking well, bro. It's because he just looks the part. Dude, I'm telling you, the last three things I've seen this fucking guy in, like, I don't like him as much anymore. Like, <laughs> they... I can see the cannibal thing now. Like, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. It does. Adds up. Because d- sorry to bother you, bro. <laughs> he was the best part of the movie. But, bro, you'll have a horse cock. <laughs> Think about it. Love that movie. Still a fucking horse, bro. I will shut. I will melt you beautiful beings into fucking glue. <laughs> It's a shame that was the movie that almost shut this whole podcast down. Yeah. Yeah, you, we learned the hard way Universal don't play. Mm-hmm. Fuckers. Yeah, do not use clips from their movies. They don't like that shit. Yeah, at all. <laughs> they won't let you get no fucking shot. No. Dude. It's <sighs> not like our podcast, like, it'd be probably more people watched our podcast than that fucking movie, so that's probably why they were about heard about it. <laughs> Your review on our shitty movie was better than our shitty movie, so we're going to shut that shit down. I don't believe that at all. That was a good movie. It was all right, man. I love Lakeith Stanfield. I think he's a good actor. Oh, he's great. I think he's the best part of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And uh, He did a movie recently that I, uh, I've i been wanting to watch. He was good in Get Out. He was good in... Um, I just saw him in something not too long ago. But yeah, I think he's a great actor. Yeah, he is. Um, but... uh. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so back to this movie. Yeah. Um. So they get him. So he uh he calls him. Uh, Michael Shannon ca- calls Jake Gyllenhaal's character and says they're going to be getting off on a technicality because they said we don't have enough evidence to. Because the DA is too big of a chicken shit to take a case that right. he thinks he'll lose, mm-hmm. and everything's substantial, even yeah. your evidence. He goes, "You're a victim. Obviously, you're going to feel some way about it." He's like there anything we can do he's like depends on what you what you're willing to do to see this through and he's like anything he's like that's what i want to hear you better get your ass down here they ain't gonna stick around too long right so jake gyllenhaal meets him and uh he's like just he's like um i want to tell you that i think it's terrible what happened to your to your daughter and them and um they're forcing me to retire and he goes, they got already got another guy picked out for the job. He goes, and that's probably why they're dropping this case because they don't want to start anything that they can't finish. Right. 
and Jake Gyllenhaal keeps like asking him personal things like, do you have a wife? Do you have, you know, like, do you have anybody in your life? Like, why are they forcing you out? And, uh, he's like, I told you I had lung cancer. And he like kept going into it. He's like, you never told me you had cancer. <laughs> you never told me. I he keeps saying it. Like, you know, like you never said any of this shit to me. And, uh, He's like, I have a daughter. He goes, has she been any help? He's like, we don't talk much. He's like, she don't know. Yeah. What could she do? He goes, you smoke all the time. He's like, yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's the truth. Like, that's, that's how you get this. When you get lung cancer, bro, like they tell you you're going to fucking die anyways. Why would stop at that yeah. point? Yeah, right. If it makes you happy, mm-hmm. probably kill you twice as fast. Fuck it, dude. Anyways. So go pick up. Get old boy. It's a great scene, though, but... uh He's like, if you want justice, he goes, he goes, are you going to get in trouble? He's like, I really don't give a shit. Right. I'm dying. Remember? <laughs> so they go and they, which I I thought about this and this felt like a very Texas thing. The cops, you know, I'm thinking that he's Michael Shannon's just going to go in there and arrest him. He has two fucking red and blues two two uniform cops arrest these guys. They probably thought they were going to jail, going to the drunk take. And they get take, dropped off in a fucking cabin out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and the cops just get back in the fucking squad car and leave. I'm sure he's been gangster there. gangster shit I've ever seen. But yeah. like, dude, I'm sure that shit happens in Texas. Oh, 100%. All the time. Yeah. But you motherfuckers thought you were going to jail? <laughs> we already dug the hole. Like, very powerful scene. He gets them in there and Michael Shannon's fucking dying. And of course, right when shit's going off, he has to throw up. And he has Jake Gyllenhaal, you know, keep the gun. Because I think he was planning on letting him shoot him. But he's too bitch. He can't do it. Mm-hmm. And they run. Well, there's one, there's one, another symbolism that I skipped over. So whenever Kick-Ass pulled them over, you know, ran them off the side of the road, his boots are green. And he's still wearing his green boots in this whole scene. It ties in later. I just had to mention the green boots. Right. So yeah, <clears throat> gives them the gun, look after these guys, whatever, and they fucking just take off. Well, uh, Michael Shannon's a quick shot. He fucking shoots the friend mm-hmm. in the, like, the kidney slash stomach. Right. Rolls him over and shoots him right in the fucking face, point blank range, and I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Michael Shannon don't play. Fucking justice, bitch. Should have been his tagline. And Jake Gyllenhaal. Drops down and starts fucking boohooing, and he's like, "You know, I had to do that, right?" And he's like, "I'm not fucking mad that you shot him. I'm glad you fucking killed him. Great acting." But I knew where it was coming from. It was gonna be he wasn't mad at himself because he got killed. It was mad at himself because he couldn't fucking do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, "Well, he's probably going towards the interstate if you go to the right. So that's where I'm gonna go because obviously you ain't gonna stop nobody." <laughs> He doesn't say that, but that's like the Implied, tone. Yeah. That's the tone in his voice. Yeah. He goes, and you go back to the rape shack where your family died because why not, right? Like, fuck. Anyways, I just hated some things about this shit so bad, dude. So, of course, he goes, finds him. He's in the car. He gets out of the car, goes to the rape shack. The one place you're like, don't go to the rape shack, bro. You're not, nothing's good in there. Mm-hmm. And old boy's just chilling on the bed that he killed his wife and daughter at, you know. Yeah. Pretty much telling him he's a pussy and this and that. And then I'm pretty sure that poker he pulls out is what he killed his wife with. Probably, I'm sure. Because like he knew that shit was there. Mm-hmm. 
he tells him like, I want to know what they said. I want to know what you said to them. I want to know what you did. I'm like, why the fuck do you need to know any of that, bro? Like you ain't suffering enough. Like you want to know how bad they, they, you know, they fucking suffered, bro. It's a bitch move again. And old boy is just like, you still can't fucking do it. He goes, yeah, I remember your wife. I remember fucking the shit out of your wife and your daughter. Like he goes, I fucking, he goes, I'm sorry about what happened to him, man. It was an accident. Bitch didn't call me a name or whatever the fuck or disrespected mm-hmm. me or whatever he, whatever justice he made up in his mind. And then he says, killing people's fun. You should try it. You should definitely try it. Like, cause like, that's how fucking less of a person he thought he was. Like, right. I'm going to tell you all this and you ain't going to do nothing. Another great scene. Great acting. From and like kid. I said, I got a really more of an appreciation because I hated him in that moment. Oh, 100%. And yeah. I've rooted for this guy in countless movies and now I fuck, I was like, bro, I wish I could come through the screen and choke the fucking shit out of you, bro. <laughs> so that's the thing about having a gun is if you stand too close to somebody, <laughs> it takes a minute. No, no. It's, you just pull the trigger. And no, and no, no. They but go yeah. bye-bye. <laughs> they do, but they can still come after you. As soon as he got up off the bed, he'd have got two in the chest. <laughs> Straight up, like, if we're being honest, that's the difference between real life and movies. Well, what I was saying is, don't move, don't move, I'm going to move. All right, well, you're going to die. Bomb, bomb. And then that's the end of it. Right. But he lets him get way too close. And he fucking hits him with that poker, but he shoots him. And then he, even as he's dying, getting shot in the chest, he's like, you fucking bitch. And fucking hits him in the face and KOs his ass. Yeah. He wakes up the next day, sometime after being there, mm. uh, finds the gun, and then his vision's like fucked up. He well, can't he, really see. He caught a fire poker to the eye. Uh, he's probably got blood in the other one. Yeah. Um. He got his ass pretty good though. He got him good. Yeah. I think he hit it more than once. You think so? I think he passed out after the first one, but old boy was still bleeding out. He probably beat the shit out of him with that poker. A couple more times. Yeah, why not? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, you know right. you're going to die. There ain't no fucking hospital around there. <laughs> Could you imagine? I'm going to die, so I'm going to get more shots on this guy. Fuck yeah, I am, dude. I've already ruined his fucking life. Why not? You know? Anyways, <laughs> so he fucking wakes up and he realizes that he killed old boy. Which, yeah. And then that's what I thought about, like... That's why he cried, and that's why he died in that fucking field, because he didn't have the will to do what he needed to do until it was too late, and then he couldn't even fucking do it right then. I would have been still so blowed. You know why? Because that shit wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. Not for the pain and suffering you caused me, bro. That shit is going to be like law-abiding citizen. You're going to fucking need a blood transfusion, bro, because I'm going to keep you alive to enjoy that shit a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. That would be the sick mindset that I would have at that point. Same, yeah. If you ruined my life that bad. Because what what's saying? left after that? Nothing. What's Not the point? Not fucking thing. Right. And then I want to turn myself in, bro. Yeah, that, I did that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think he literally died from heartbreak because he, he, I mean, he killed him, but like it didn't solve anything. It didn't bring anybody back, which. No, I mean, he shot himself by accident. Oh, is it? Yeah, that too. In the <laughs> fucking gut, like an idiot. Yeah, he I falls he on tra- his. I think he was trying to shoot off, like get help. But like, yeah, I was sh- trying to see Michael Shannon, like I'm over here. I'm, I'm good or whatever. And then he falls on the gun and shoots himself. I did love that editing scene though as yeah. he's like dying and she's in the she bath couple, and you have that like heartbeat she did it a couple times they did it a couple times yeah. like when they were they were she was either in the bed or or whatever yeah they cut him close i really like that though that was a good part the of editing the, is yeah, really yeah. good in this movie um so she's laying in bed and she gets a, an email from him, just let me know when and where 
Well, no, she messes. She emails him like, "Hey, I really enjoyed the book. I would like to get th- together sometime." Then he emails back and says, "Just name when and where." Yeah. And she so, goes, and she gets ready. She's wearing a green dress, yep. same color as the boots. Mm-hmm. That's why I brought that up. So she goes out to this fancy restaurant and orders some whiskey and just sits there all night waiting for him to come, and he never does. Good for him. Yeah. And the symbolism of the wife and the daughter getting married, she murdered their baby mm-hmm. by having an abortion. Right. And she murdered their marriage by getting with Army Hammer. Yep. And Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson was supposed to be like Army Hammer in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Like I said, I'm getting better at this shit. Yeah. I'm getting better at this shit. This is a good movie to, to really piece together the symbolism because it's so like. It's like for on the no, Yeah. yeah. I shit you not. It, no, I you're hundred percent. I, I felt that way. Like this like, would be I was like, man, this is what should have what he should have gave me first. Yeah. Cause like, I'm better at it now. Like I wouldn't have, I probably would have been way more upset. Like when we first started doing this podcast, right. cause I'd have been like, I hate this fucking movie so much, Greg. It made no sense. Like what the fuck dude. But now like I've got a little practice at it. So like <laughs> I start no piecing things together. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Gold star for you, par. You did this shit. dog. <laughs> Can't wait to go over there. He thinks he's not going to have a good talk. We're going to have a good talk about this shit. <laughs> I'm glad you picked up on it, though. I like that, though. Like I said, it was a fucking beautifully made movie. Great acting, great visuals, all that. But I just, as a as a person. As a father and a man. Hated him so much in this fucking shit. And that's what makes him a great actor. But that was kind of the whole point of the yeah. movie. Is he he yeah. was weak, but now he's strong that he yeah. can move past you don't want even want to talk i don't want you in my life no more right. you've ruined enough of my life like i'm past i'm past you mm-hmm. and you know what it, it's a good message for like anybody in life when people tell you you can't have what you want when people tell you you're not good enough to be what you want and you do get it just to prove that even if it is just to prove them wrong right well it also it is symbolism for uh creation because a lot of people say is like the best words after destruction exactly yeah. And he, he he was at a low point. He was not a great author. She ruined his life. He had that pain to work with and he created that scene where he's standing in the fucking rain. Yeah. <sighs> Could you imagine? Oh, no, I'd be in prison. <laughs> <laughs> no, all these scenes would end with me in prison. Oh, for sure, bro. The last 45 minutes of this movie, I'm like prison, 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 <laughs> mental institution, definitely prison. Yeah. <laughs> So what do you rate it? Like I said, I I hate it, but I also love it's it's, it's one of those hate loves. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it a seven five, bro. Yeah, that seems fair. Like yeah, I love that you said that though. Like this is a beginner movie analyst movie. Yeah, like if like, you want to get into like analyzing movies and symbolisms, this is a good one to start with. I never like, and I still to this day like sometimes when people say like films or mm-hmm. movies, yeah, I don't like that because I feel like then you're then you're you're uh. I don't know. Kind of like a gatekeeping type of deal. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can't just enjoy something for what it is. Like they're all movies, mm-hmm. you know, but like when you call it a film, it's like, it's better. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's how I've always felt about it. But this was like one of the first times that I watched it and I felt like this isn't a movie. This is a film. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. Because my whole thing is like blockbusters are theme parks. Films are art museums. Yeah. It's kind of like you can have fun at both. It's just a different kind of fun. Yeah. But then you have, then you have some that blend. Yeah. yeah like yeah. Goodwill hunting. Right. That was a blockbuster 
and a fucking beautiful film. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's it, there's definitely a gray area. You know, but then you have things like I don't know. It's just crazy because I like, I feel like if it's gray, it can be gray. It doesn't have to have a label on it. Definitely, they're you know all I mean? movies and they're all films. Right. Like, there's stuff to be. Now, you know, well, I say scary for scary movie four is a film. No, fuck no. That just sounds stupid. Mm-hmm. That's barely a movie. Right. That's damn near an like hour and a half long skit. Right. I when I think of movies, I think of like Transformers. Like that's right. a movie that's you're yeah. just going to have fun. Right. Aquaman and all that shit. Like, right. And then when you're talking about film, it's like you're going to probably learn like a life lesson or you're going to get something emotional from it. See, do you feel that way when you go see like dramas, though? It can. That's why like, I said there's I feel a gray like area. Crime dramas, like I feel like those are movies and films mm-hmm. because some of them have enough action in them that they're they got the blockbuster aspect, but they're they're so well acted and the story's so good that they have yeah. like the heart of a fucking good film. Mm-hmm. Like Goodfellas, like Goodfellas is a film and a movie to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. Casino is a film and a movie to me. Right. So I don't know. There's a gray area. So you know, it's just a terminology. Right, but yeah, the uh, the more I I watch stuff like this, like I'm, that's why I like that we do this because I would have never have thought to watch this movie, but I didn't hate it like that. I hated it, but not like that. Yeah, you, you know hated I mean? the character, but which I completely it's respect. A tough, it would be a tough watch, but like I said, it was a great movie. It's just like uh, it's like a Liam Neeson movie. You love the shit out of it like the first time or two, yeah, and then like all right, I'm good with that. Forever. Yeah, after watching it a second time, I'm like, I don't think I want to watch this again. Like, I haven't watched nonstop again since the first one because like once you see that movie, you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. <laughs> now like the old next time, the only time I'll watch it is like if I could tell the second time, you know, right. what I mean? little things. Yeah, you pick up on the little nuances. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is a recommended. Like you said, it's a beginner film film analyst movie. I love that you said that because definitely it's a good think piece. And uh, yeah, like I said, seven five. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good. Did you get a chance to watch Malignant? I didn't. I didn't. I uh, I had a busy weekend. No, it's fine. I just I want to do a short like lay off this movie. Like people are there. This is really like separating people. Well, a guy I follow on TikTok watched it, and he he had like a big spoiler thing, so I didn't watch the video, but he seemed to enjoy it. There's some people that enjoy it for what it is, and there's some people that hate it because they think it's too silly. Mm. It's supposed to be silly. Like, you're supposed to have fun with this movie. Like, we were talking about blockbusters. Mm. This is a horror blockbuster that you're just supposed to have fun with. Like, stop taking it so serious. Stop picking it apart. Like, just sit down with a big bowl of popcorn and just have a good time. Right. I just needed to say that because so many people are shitting on this movie. I had such a fun time watching this movie. It's so silly, but it's the point. But it's anyway, a horror movie? It's, <laughs> it's schlock is what it is. Uh, what is that? Schlock is like... Um, it's like comedy horror, I guess you could say, you know, it doesn't take itself seriously. It's being silly. It's, you know, it's based in horror, but it's, you know, elevated to a comical level. Okay. And that's what it is. It's schlock. All right. I was about to give it a watch. Yeah. If you watch it, we can talk about it on one of the other podcasts. It's a little. Is it on HBO Max? Yep. All right. I'll give It'll it be watch. there for 30 days. I'll give it a watch. So, Can't uh. watch Suicide Squad anymore. <laughs> I'm sure you'll buy it on DVD and then wear that DVD out. I might buy that bitch on Steelbook. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I want the action figures, bro. Because if you get Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, uh, Peacemaker, and the Rat Catcher, you can build King Shark. 
Can you really? Yes. Oh my god! All come together. They had it on Amazon. You get all four of them with him built full. You get it for like 150 bucks. I wanted it so much. They were sold out. Oh damn! Yeah. Hopefully they put some more on there. Oh, I'm sure they will. Because I want a fucking king shark toy so bad. Nom nom. Nom nom. (laughs) Fuck, that's so good, dude. Um, did you figure out what movie you were giving me next before we get into October? I did. I did. And uh, like I said, I was in a real sad place after watching this. No, we got to get into a happy place. So I gave you fucking the heartbreak kid. Man. I do. And uh, I figure since I'm going to have a whole month of being scared and like, you know, yeah, why not like go out on a comedy? That's how I thought of it. You know, something to cheer me up. This is uh, made by the same people, the Fairley Brothers, mm-hmm. same ones that directed Stuck on You and uh, all the hits with Ben Stiller, something about Mary. Right. Um, yeah, there is a small era of Ben Stiller that I really, really enjoyed. I will say this. This is probably their less of known out of the ones they've done. Yeah. But I still think it's hilarious. I've it's, known of it. I just haven't watched it. It's silly it. as shit. It is very funny. And his dad's in it. His oh, yeah. His dad's great in it. Uh, I, I enjoy it. I think it's funny. It, Danny McBride's in it. It's got it's got some funny shit in it. Oh, that's a winner right there. Danny McBride for days. Dude, I bought that at the flea market, bro. Look inside. It's a blockbuster movie, right? right. Look inside, bro. Look at that <laughs> look at that receipt. Look at where it says it is. Quincy. Maine. Maine? How did it make its way? Or Massachusetts, one or the other. I was gonna say I don't know what MA is. It's either Maine or Massachusetts. I think Maine's MN. No, that's Minnesota. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. That's too funny. Sale amount twenty one dollars. Fuck. That's too funny. I love that you just left it in here. You didn't take it out. I just noticed it before I came over here, and I was like, I'm going to talk to Greg about that. Like, because how crazy is that? That is pretty funny. He bought that shit from a blockbuster for 20 bucks, bro. For $21. Fuck. That's pretty cool. I'm excited. I think I paid 50 cents for it. A poor <laughs> bastard. <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't invest in movies. Um, I mean, I watch them. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they sit on the shelf. So Right. That's what I'm saying. Movies are not an investment. You're not going to get your money back or then some. If I can get it, uh, if I can get a copy of anything, I'll take it on whatever I find it. But if I have a chance to upgrade it later on yeah. for not an arm and a leg, I do that too. That's kind of why I, I've been going to FYE mm. um, because I go and I see a therapist and then I have this like short time for myself. So I just go to the... um mall i go to the mall and i go to fye and i look at movies you should go to game addict that's where i go is it still there yeah uh i don't really do games retro games like i, I have banjo kazooie i have banjo tooie and i'm good it's all i need in my life yeah but now you got to get me copies <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. but uh no i always take brody in there because they sell the single cards of yeah. pokemon for 50 cent like in the machines like back in the day oh right so i'll um, take him up there Nice. So yeah, I go into FYE and I look around the movies, see if I can find anything. And I've just been coming across movies that I'm just like, I either want to see or, you know, have heard a lot How of the things. How the fuck is FYE even open anymore? I don't know. But I get these for a couple of bucks. So whatever. Um, I saw this one sitting there. Tom Hardy. I've been wanting to watch that. And I had it saved on my DVR forever. Gary Oldman. Child, Child 44. 44. 
It's about like the thirties, like kids going missing in Russia from a serial killer. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be pretty brutal, pretty dark movie. Yeah, I was like Tom Hardy and Gary Oldman. You can't really go wrong with it. So it I, didn't do well in theaters, but I, I re- like it. after sitting with it, like buying and sitting with it. I vaguely remember the promotion on this movie. Vaguely, yeah. well, it wasn't like big time, like, right? Like promotion, but just mm-hmm. like I think that it's like child forty four. So I'm excited to check that one out. Um, this one I keep. This one I keep hearing about. There's a guy on a podcast that he talks about it constantly as one of his favorite movies. I've never seen it, so I picked it up. Collateral with Tom Cruise oh, and Jamie Foxx. That's my favorite Tom Cruise movie. Is bro. it? I've never seen it. It's a good one. We should have done it on the podcast. We should have. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure, gonna we check. Still can. Michael Mann can't go Michael wrong Mann with Michael good. Mann. So I'm gonna check out Collateral. I've never seen it. It's got a very heat vibe to it. This one I've seen the cover of. I know nothing about it. Mick said he loves this movie and it's great. He's like, it goes hand in hand with Jacob's Ladder. Oh, God. Angel Heart. Oh, yeah. Robert De Niro. I saw that a long time ago. Did you like it? I was a kid. Probably oh, yeah. not. Probably hated it. <laughs> probably thinking like, why is the dude from Goodfellas being so weird? Yeah, right. It's just Robert De Niro is like got a, a great devilish character. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I got to check it out. I think he plays the devil in it, if I remember right. Yeah, that's what it looks like, so. I, it just looks interesting, so I'm going to watch that. But yeah, I picked those up for like a few bucks at FYE. I hate buying DVDs, but if they're only a couple of bucks, why not? That's why you should have just saved your money and went to the flea market. They're not going to have stuff me. like this, though. Yes, I've looked. Will. And they're all wet. I've seen literally every one of those movies. Have now. you really? Every one of them. <laughs> every one of them. Some of them on Blu-ray. <laughs> right. <laughs> But that was my little little FYE. I actually did buy. I had to rebuy they're Evil Dead. You drive them the fuck off. They'll be fine. No, they're not. I will the not buy a wet movie. Hurt. I don't care. It's fifty cents. It's not like these are in much better shape either. Um. So yeah, I had to rebuy Evil Dead. I thought I. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm just thinking. You're like these aren't much better. I'm like, yeah. Some college kids been rolling weed off those fucking DVDs for the last <laughs> fucking eight years. <laughs> But you're worried about a little water, a little condensation. I'm like, <laughs> it's funny you say that. I used to own the uh, movie Michael Clayton. Yeah. And I was uh, I was driving from my friend's house. This was way back in the day, like 15 years ago. God, I'm getting old. And my friend was in the car with me, and she was rolling weed on the movie. like, <laughs> And she was trying to dump off the ash out of the window. <laughs> And she fucking threw the accidentally threw the whole movie out of the fucking car. That's She's not a little, big a loss. No, that's <laughs> that's what I said. I'm like, I didn't really care for the movie, so it, that moment was worth pay, the emission of paying for that movie. That's hilarious. But uh, that's a great story. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, yeah. So um, I figure we get a good laugh. We we talk about that one. Next yeah, because like I said, I had to rebuy Evil Dead. Because I thought I had it. I swore I had Evil Dead. Uh-huh. I looked through all my movies. I could not find it. Tell about the original or the remake? The remake, because I'm giving it to you in October. Right. I already have the movies picked out. Did you see them? Yeah, yeah, you told me. Yep. So. I'm excited about it. Right. But I got the extended edition of Evil Dead that I didn't know was out there. So I have to watch it first because okay. I haven't seen the extended edition. And then we'll get it. It's a, it'll be the first movie on your list. Whichever one you think October. is the scariest is the one we should use for the last month, last one. So I kind of have them planned <laughs> out. I, like I said, I tried to pick different genres of horrors. Evil Dead is kind of like a gore horror. Mm. I don't know if you would find it scary, but it's worth a watch. And then It Follows, which is a suspense 
Poor. That's the one I'm excited the most about is if all those yeah. things. I heard good things about them. It like progressively gets scarier, in my opinion, anyway, as the movies go on that I'm going to give you. And then we have Black Coat's Daughter, which is an atmospheric horror. Mm-hmm. And then we end, or, end, end it with The Conjuring because it's the most, it's on everyone's list of scariest movies. Okay. Like, this is the one movie that keeps popping up. Okay. And I'm like, I guess this is quote unquote the scariest one. So I'm going to leave it till last. So, right. But anyway. Fucking with it. Yeah. So that's my, that, that'll be October. Par's month of terror. Yeah. And then I'm going to give you November to give me whatever you want to give me for a whole month. I'm excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> I figured it was only fair. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited about that. Right. <laughs> like I'm thinking we might just go full superhero month. Bro. Superhero. God damn it. I've seen all the superhero movies though. I know. We're gonna watch them again. You're gonna make me. <laughs> we do a different MCU movie every week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm we're, into it. We're doing each one of the Avengers. Yeah, uh, I, could. I could. You could. You could do whatever you want for a whole month. I think one of them might be Birds of Prey, only because we were supposed to do Birds of Prey. You wanted to did. do an episode on Birds of Prey yeah. so bad, and we ended up not doing it because I love Harley Quinn, man. Yeah, I love uh, Margot Robbie. Yeah, as Harley Quinn, her dude. She's she is Har- she is fucking Harley Quinn in my mind now. Yeah, definitely. Like, I feel like there's like three actors that DC will never let go if they make enough money. Mm-hmm. Margot Robbie will always be Harley Quinn until she doesn't want to do it anymore. The Rock. Like if Black Adam makes bank, which I know it will, because it's got the fucking rock, he'll be there. The fact that they've still paid him the last like seven years and he hasn't made a fucking movie yet for them <laughs> just shows how much they want him. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, uh, for some reason Ezra Miller. They got videos of that guy drunk smacking chicks in the face and shit and. Doing all kinds of dumb shit. He's still the Flash. They're still making this fucking movie. Like they can't wait to make this Flash movie. They're bringing back Keaton. They're bringing back uh, Affleck. They're bringing back this guy. And this guy. DC has lost their fucking minds. I saw an article the other day that they have not tried to sell any copies of the Snyder Cut. That's insane because I saw copies of it being sold. Yeah, they said that half the time when you order them from places. Mm-hmm. They don't, the delivery doesn't show up. Like, they're like, oh, something happened. Like, and you give you your money back. I thought you could, like, go to the store and buy them. Yeah. They don't even have them out. A buddy of mine said that he, he wanted to buy it and they had to go get it out of the back. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even out with the new releases or nothing. Really? It's like HB, it's like fucking Warner Brothers is like actively trying not to fucking sell this thing, not to make any money off of it. They, they said that they had a shit ton of like, uh, DVD sale, uh, like promo commercials. Yeah. And they didn't release them on any of the YouTubes. Like people had to search them to find them. I wonder why they're trying to bury it. Cause Zack Snyder and Ray Fisher and all of them. Cause yeah, on Amazon you can. Yeah. I mean, how much is it? 30 for the steel book. Uh, no, not the steel book. Oh. The steel book's hard to come by. The one I want that steel book because oh, it just look. I don't care that it much for the so movie, bad. but it just looks so good. Like whoever did the artwork for that was on point. You don't care about the movie. It's okay. It's fantastic. It's the best comic book movie ever. <laughs> Hands down. Yeah, I did like Shang Chi. I saw that though. Did you see it? I, I meant did. to ask you about I that. Did. I did. Me and Brody had a great time watching that one. I heard it's it fun. was fun, and 
it's cool because it gives Asian heritage some shine, mm-hmm. you know, because I feel like Asian people don't get a lot of love. No, they usually get whitewashed. And, and uh, yeah, I thought it was great, man. It had some cool stuff in it. Like, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a he's definitely going to be a lot more a part of the MCU going forward. You think so? Cool. That's yeah. cool. You think I should watch it? Yeah, it's worth a watch. Yeah. I was kind of putting it off because I'm like, eh. I liked Black Widow, man. I thought Black Widow was really good. I heard it was garbage. I liked it, man. I can't can't bring myself to watch it because of what I heard. Marvel is shooting action scenes before they even have a script. Hmm. Before they do anything, they have all these action scenes, and then they write a script around these action scenes. I don't... I mean, you know people are going to have to whoop ass at some point. Yeah, but I don't like that way of storytelling. I'm not interested. They look cool as shit, though. <laughs> Especially in this one. Oh, boy, got them rings. <laughs> Shit's dope. What about the story? There's a good story. I'm so burnt out on fucking superhero movies. Never. Uh, Never. Well, I'm like you. Like, these Jake Gyllenhaal movies, these indie, you know, think pieces, take my money. Yeah. Take my money. That's me. And they do. You're the only one to get their money taken. <laughs> You and Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm keeping these uh, indie filmmakers in in uh, business. You you are. Oh, the budget. You're not. You buy yourself. Obviously, there's a, there's a there's yeah. a love for it, mm-hmm. or they wouldn't keep getting made. Right. So, exactly. Just like superhero movies will never quit being made. Right. Because it's like a fucking cash register that just keeps right now it is. It's definitely the, the blockbuster has its waves of things, and right now we're still in the superhero wave. And they're like, oh, people are starting to get superhero fatigue. Yeah, this one only made $500 million at the box right. office. <laughs> so tragic. It's just because there are movies you can take your kids to and have fun with. Mm-hmm. And it's all shit that we grew up loving. That's why I said, like, it doesn't matter to me how bad a Transformers movie is. You're showing me something that I wanted to see since I was a, a child. Yeah. And it's live and in front. And I saw all of those in fucking 3D IMAX. So it was just like... <laughs> Yeah, it just was like oh. that's like me and dinosaur movies. I'll never get sick of watching dude, dinosaur like, movies. I don't give a shit. Show me a T Rex and I'll show you a happy motherfucker. Dude. Right, exactly. Like I don't. That's one of those. <laughs> dude, the theme song gets me going, bro. I don't care how bad the story is. Just if you can just put a bunch of dinosaurs fighting on screen, I'm in. Uh, if take- this last Jurassic World doesn't have the dinosaurs taking over, I, I'm done. I'm done. You want them to fucking. <laughs> I want like instead of a zombie apocalypse, the, I want Planet of the Dinosaurs. Planet bro. of the Dinosaurs. Exactly. I want us having to fucking merc dinosaurs, and it's not animal cruelty because they don't exist anymore. You could show a guy mow down a Tyrannosaurus with a fucking Gatling gun, and that would be great cinema, dude. <laughs> he keeps taking, and they're just mowing it down, dude. Would you like to see somebody throw a grenade into a into a fucking Triceratops's mouth and no. just watch it explode? Like, not really. How I would cool like, would that be, dude? I would like to watch the dinosaurs just rip people apart all day. That too. Yeah, that too. Watching people get fucking trampled. Yeah, like that's what I liked about the first Jurassic World when the fucking pterodactyls were just picking people up, dog, and dropping them and shit. Like I was like, that's what they would do. They would definitely do that. (laughs) They were going to eat you, but you wouldn't stop fucking moving. So they dropped your ass. That's what happened. And then they go and pick you up and eat you. Mm -hmm. Now he's not. Now he's not squirming around. Yep. Yeah, dude. The second one. Yeah. You know what I mean? I watched The Lost World and I swear to God, it's like they're like, we're not making the same movie over again. I watched The Last World a couple weeks ago. Same fucking movie. Yeah. 
not cool is not as cool looking, obviously, because CGI now. Like watching that volcano and all the fucking dinosaurs and them running, trying to get off that fucking island. That was cool as shit. Like I'm not gonna lie, but uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember. I don't know if I've seen the second one or not. Oh, it's all right. I feel like they keep writing uh, Chris Pratt dumber and dumber. Oh yeah, that's the thing. Like he fucked it up in Avengers. Now I fucked up in the second Jurassic World. They're just like, going straight like, Parks and Rec like, with him. Yeah, for real. Like <laughs> he's going back to Owen very quickly. <laughs> or what was his name on this show? I don't remember. Mm. <laughs> That's gonna bother me. Yeah. Was it? <sighs> but anyway. Well, maybe it was Owen. I don't think it was Owen. No, that's his name in Jurassic World. That's oh, what oh, oh I see. Mm. <laughs> oh, well. Next time. I'm maybe. sure when you're driving home, you'll remember. Probably. I'll call you. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, it's fucking, it's Randy. That's yeah. his name. It's fucking Randy. <laughs> so, By the uh, way, dude, uh, I've been, well, I've, I think I finished Trailer Park Boys. Yep. That is the stupidest fucking funny shit I've ever seen in my life. 100%. Like, I don't know why I watched it all the way through. Like, I remember like five different times during the show. That I'm like, man, I don't want to. Why am I watching this still? And then something dumb as fuck would happen. And I'd start dying laughing. And I'm like, okay. No, I don't <laughs> the same thing happened with the wife. Is she's like, why do you keep watching that dumb show? I'm like, sit down, watch an episode with me. And then we kept watching it. She's like, I hate that. I like this dumb shit. And I'm like, I know, right? Ricky is just, I feel like Ricky is me in another life. I feel like he's me now. <laughs> I don't know. My brains and stuff. I'm just not smart, you know? I think it's the Canadian accents. Like, I can't get enough of Canadian accents. That they're great. Especially when they're dumbasses. Like, there's oh, just something God. about. Dude, letter kitty, bro. <laughs> the fucking rednecks. <laughs> they're going to crack me the fuck up. I'm dude. so glad I got you into letter kitty. That's like my greatest life accomplishment. Fuck you, Shorzy. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you jonesy <laughs> give your nuts a tug i love that shit i need to get back on that train watching those shows we have a donnybrook yeah let's go boys take your shit off but leave your glasses what the fuck does that mean that shit's i love that shit but but uh so next time heartbreak kid heartbreak kids and then after that one a month of horror pars tear month of horror yep <laughs> See y'all next time. Later.